0: This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network.
2: No. This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened, or are simply fabrications, is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy Presents Always the Bridesmaid Written by Kyle Harrison And narrated By Heather Thomas.
1: It was the day of my fitting. I got the text around 3.30 that afternoon from my maid of honor, Gail, telling me that she couldn't make it. Then my mother was next to cancel. That only left Jenna. Now, don't get me wrong, I love Jenna as a person. Obviously, I wouldn't have made her one of my bridesmaids if that wasn't the case. We've known each other since middle school, and she's always been the one I can count on. The main reason for that, and again, I'm not trying to sound mean or anything, is because Jenna was notoriously single. Everyone in town knew that she was considered to be the only virgin left in town, and that wasn't because she was bad-looking or anything. From what I understood of the few guys who once had interest in her, Jenna was a bit obsessive, and that made them decide to find different interests. I've actually talked to her about her overeager behavior in the past, and how oftentimes guys found that intimidating. But Jenna is also the type that she doesn't always listen to reason. You're lucky, stuff. You don't even have to work hard, and guys just fall at your feet she lamented after I picked her up. Well, hopefully when I put a ring on my finger, that will stop, I teased. You know, I think I may be able to turn things around with Adrian. I told him I could change. You think I can, right? she asked. I reassured her that was possible, even if I wasn't too sure in her case, if she knew just what she needed to change. I would do anything to be able to get married. I'm committed, she said as we arrived at the bridal store. That's a good attitude to have, I told her, as I shot a text to my fiancé that we were there. What made Jonathan be, you know, the one, she asked as we stepped inside. I gave my appointment card to the receptionist, as Jenna looked about at all the dresses, and I tried to explain it to her. To be fair, we've been dating off and on for almost four years now. I think it would be silly to not get married at this point, I told her. You know, he once told me that I was cute, Jenna said, in the sort of tone that implied I was supposed to be jealous but I trusted John. I knew he would never step out on me. So I just smiled and told her that was sweet of him to say. Then we walked toward the back of the room where they had my dress ready for me. This was the first time I had seen it since the initial order. Now seeing all the fixings and edits done to make it my perfect dream gown, it just took my breath away. I had chosen a simple yet elegant satin mermaid gown with lace down the sides and tulle skirt, bringing together a formal and beautiful dress that spoke to me more than any other had. It's perfect, I said, as the tailor started checking my measurements one last time. Jenna wasn't paying attention. I had wanted this moment to be special, with my best friend or mom here to cry with me, And instead, I was stuck with someone that had baggage. Jenna, what do you think? I asked. Hmm? Oh. It's. yeah. She was glancing at her phone constantly as I started to try on the dress. You seem preoccupied. Is everything all right? I asked as I slipped off even my unmentionables to make sure it fit. It's nothing, she said sharply. Of course, that told me immediately that it wasn't. Jenna, what happened? I asked. It's just... It's Adrian. That bastard stood me up. He said that he got another date and that... Get this. We aren't compatible with each other. (laughs) She laughed. Oh, well, I guess it's better to find out now rather than later. Honestly, I felt bad for being selfish. After all, I had felt the sting of rejection back in the day, too. I gave up everything for him, Stephanie. I was so sure he would be the one, she cried as she tossed the phone down. I could tell she was about to go into hysteria. Calm down, I insisted. Shut up! You don't tell me to calm down. You don't have any idea what the hell this is like. What the hell is wrong with me? She screamed, her mascara running down her face. You're right, I'm sorry. I just hate to see you cry. Let's go get some drinks after this or something, okay? I consoled. Jenna nodded and calmed down a little, apologizing half-heartedly for her behavior. About an hour later, we were at a sports bar on 13th Street, and she was on her ninth or tenth shot of bourbon as I texted my fiancé and explained why I would be running late. As much as I hated to skip out on him, and as odd as Jenna's behavior was, I knew I needed to be there for her when no one else was. You've got it so perfect, Steph. Why can't I be like you? Why can't I ever find a man? She slurred as she downed another drink. (laughs) My life isn't all sunshine and unicorns. Besides, I don't think the world could handle another me. I joked. I had done my best to be there for her but I also knew I couldn't stay forever. She was suddenly quiet and contemplative as she looked toward the TV screen. Yeah. Yeah, I I guess you're right about that. I checked my watch and told her I needed to get going. Jenna absentmindedly waved me goodbye as I grabbed my purse and added, Let me call you an Uber. I'll be fine. She insisted. There was a twinkle in her eye, like something I said had finally broken through. Maybe she would be okay after all. I really hope so, and over the next two weeks before the big day, it seemed that she gave me every indication she was trying her best to be a good friend and focus on the wedding, rather than her personal problems. In fact, she became so dependable that I even considered making her a backup as the maid of honor, but that was only because Gail was having so many issues with school lately. Then the decision was made for me, a few days before the wedding, when Gail texted and told me that she was sick. I tried to call her, but she claimed she had lost her voice. That just felt like a knife twisting in my chest. I sent back a heated text telling her how unreliable she was, and that after this, we would no longer be as close as we once were. Then I shot a text to Jenna, asking her if she wanted to step up to the plate. Of course, girl, I've always got your back, was her instant reply. I kind of regretted it later, when Gail told me that she wished I would be more patient with her. But this was supposed to be my happily ever after. Sacrifices needed to be made.
0: You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.
1: The day came at last, and Jenna shot me a text to come to the church early so she could help me get my makeup on. This early? I texted back. The ceremony was a whole five hours from now. You want to look your best, right? I couldn't argue with that. So I drove to the church and found her car already parked, and a sign on the front telling me to take the side entrance. I went back to my car to grab my purse, and then shot John a text before stepping into what was supposed to be the pastor's quarters. When I looked up from my phone, I found myself staring at Gail, tied and bound to a chair with a knife at her throat. Jenna was the one holding it there, and before I had a chance to retreat, she told me, Close the door, Steph. If you run, I'll kill her, she said evenly. What? What is going on here? I asked in confusion as I did as she instructed and then passed my phone to her when she asked for it. You've always gotten what you wanted ever since we were kids. Spoiled Steph. Remember when she was called that, Gail? Jenna laughed. Gail's eyes were desperate and pleading. Well, it's time that someone else got what they wanted Jenna said evenly don't hurt her tell me what you want I insisted Jenna laughed in gestures toward one of the other chairs in the room tie yourself up and make sure it's tight no funny business she snarled I did the best I could keeping my eyes on Gail and on the knife she was holding. Are you doing this because of Adrian? I whispered to her. (laughs) Please, don't even mention that cretin's name. He's old school, she said passively. I'm doing this because I deserve to be happy, Steph, and you're going to give that to me. She snapped. I I can try. What is it that you want? You still haven't told me yet. I said nervously. She was waving the knife about maniacally. I'm going to take everything from you. Or rather, you're going to give everything to me. I'm going to become you. Jenna said wildly as she gestured toward the dress. What? What do you mean? I asked. I was afraid to even ask. Allow me to demonstrate, she snarled as she took the blade and ran it against Gail's arm. I watched as my friend screamed out under her taped mouth and her skin peeled off like an apple. Then Jenna placed that layer of skin directly against her own, and muttered, I am going to become you, Stephanie. When John gets here in a few hours, I'm the one he'll see coming down the aisle. I'll be wearing your dress. I'll be wearing you. She cackled madly as she used some sort of glue to make the piece of skin stick to her, and then she moved toward me with the blade. I cried softly as she teased me with it. Gail's continued crying just enough to keep me from going completely insane. I had to think of something fast. As she gently sliced against my left cheek, my phone rang. It's Jonathan. I texted him right before I got here. If I don't answer, he'll be concerned. I told her. Jenna paused in her attempted massacre of me. And picked up my galaxy before responding. Don't say anything to tip him off. She opened the cell and placed it on speakerphone. Hey, Steph. Sorry to bother you. But what did you mean when you said you were there now? I didn't get your earlier messages, and I just wanted to make sure everything is okay, John said. My mind raced to think of some way to send a message to him. I was talking about the church. I got here early to have some girl time with Jenna. I paused, something finally clicking in my brain as I added. Why didn't you ever tell me you thought she was cute? There was a short pause and my fiancé responded. Wow. She remembers that? I was... Probably drunk at the time. I mean, no offense to her, she's fine. But nothing compared to you, he said with a laugh. Jenna was clenching the knife more toward my inner thigh as I chuckled nervously and winced. (laughs) It's okay, I just thought it was strange. I don't want you eyeing other women. John was smart enough to know I never got jealous. Hopefully he could also gather from my tone that something was wrong. You're the only one for me. I love you, he said. I responded in kind, and Jenna hung up the call. I can't wait for him to say those three words to me. She said evenly as she started to cut at my wrist. Please, I said as I cried softly. Please, don't do this! I screamed again as she cut. If you don't shut up, the next thing I'm taking off is your tongue, she snarled. I was shaking from the knife hitting a nerf, desperate to think of ways out of this, when suddenly a light bulb went off in my head and I muttered Jenna, you should try on my dress. You need to make sure it fits. She paused on her cut against my stomach and looked at the mermaid gown before looking at her body. Are you saying that I'm fat? No, girl. But I mean, you want to emulate me? You need to motivate and to empower yourself first, I told her. Much to my surprise, she listened. She paused in her assault on me, put the knife down, and moved to the dress. I watched in mesmerized horror as she touched it and then tried it on. She was enjoying every single moment as she zipped it up and then looked in the mirror. Do I look gorgeous, Steph? she asked with a wicked grin. I was about to answer when the door behind me opened and Jonathan stepped in. For a long, tense moment, The two of them stared one another down. Then Jonathan leapt for the knife. Jenna did the same, but the dress weighed her down. It was over in seconds. Jonathan scooped up the blade and plunged it directly into her chest. As the knife hit a main artery, I watched as my former friend fell to the floor, clutching her wound and laughing madly to herself. (laughs) Steph, Jenna moaned as I watched her blood spread across the pure white gown. I knelt beside her as her breathing became more labored. I just wanted to be beautiful for, for someone. Her eyes closed in death and I looked toward Gail to make sure she was okay. Then I collapsed in John's arms. I knew he had plenty of questions about what just happened, but it didn't matter at the moment. It was good to just be with him. We should postpone the ceremony, I told him. He laughed and looked down at Jenna before saying, No, no, that's just what she would want, right? What if we just went to the justice of the peace? Forget this big to-do, and just go, John suggested. I liked the idea, but still didn't think it would be fair for my loved ones. But that was a problem for another day. We helped Gail up and called the police. My nightfall, when the ceremony was going to take place... I decided not to get cold feet and just showed up in some slacks and a shirt. Dress doesn't matter anyway. I'm here for you, I told him, kissing him deeply. It was time we had our happy ever after.
2: All stories told on this podcast can be found at creepypastawikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated.
0: The Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Home of horror queers, genre commentary from the LGBTQ perspective, SCP Archives, The Boo Crew, listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Item number. SCP-5186. SCP-7160. SCP-7533.
2: Object class. Euclid. Keter. Special containment procedures.
0: <laughs> spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust.
2: <laughs> the only thing I could hear was 7219. <laughs> laughing.
1: Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling appointment a memory a memory